Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. I am headed to the shop that Brick was in. I am missing three ingots. Sir, I need to buy one of each of those ingots from you. And the adamantine is 50,000 gold. (laughs) Okay, so I am going to lunge at the counter. And as I grab them, I'm going to cast Misty Step and put me out the door. Hello, good evening, sir. I need another cask of dwarven ale. Do you know the song, My Bloody Little Sister? Yeah, of course. I love that song. A maritime classic. You sing that song and I'll sell it to you for 50 gold. Who's first to arrive? I think maybe Pandy? Because I'm not burdened by success. You come in and uh, Mert is there. We should probably be quick. Where's the painting? Where's Eddie? Eddie's probably incoming. Uh, The painting was no-go. Huffing and puffing. Eddie tries to get this cast through the door. Watercolor a quick brick. Can you take us to the door? Yes, please. Sorry, wishes. The three keys bring them forth. This has got to be it. Nothing happens. Brick. Oh, all right. I was, I was just exploring and I saw a door. A door that has very specific requirements to open. I did find a stone that told me how, how to open that door. And I suppose you wish... And he kind of points at the goal to have that. I mean, it would be nice, but... Okay. You turn invisible, and you see the dwarf change shape before your eyes. I know just what to do with you. And he lifts his claw up, and he Mm -hmm. goes... Heroes not included. Why didn't it work? We've got all the things. Pandy, uh, you said you wanted to do an investigation. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Can we all be investigating? Yes. Uh, 21. Oh, I don't know that I'll beat that. I'm just going to try. I can't beat that, so I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, I can't take it. Wait, did you say 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't take it. I bet it's my painting. I mean, it was really good, but it's just, it got such a vague description. I know. Uh, You can tell by the way the doors are constructed that they're designed to slide back into the wall. But uh, you can also tell, from your 21, that they are of exquisite dwarven craftsmanship. And so they sit there, seams and all, in perfect balance. So You don't see a keyhole... Um, they sit in traps on either, on either. Well, they, the roof yeah. and the floor come down, and you know that they come up higher than the. Oh, okay, so the they're better floor. than flush. They're actually bigger and, than this space that we can see. Um, I can identify the runes on the door as being dwarven. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say, Pandy, they are so well crafted that the two, the seams where they meet between the two of them is almost barely noticeable. Okay. I wonder if all of these. The dwarven ale, 
the metals, which dwarves use, and this door all have dwarven things. Maybe the painting needs to be dwarf related. Maybe a dwarf needs to paint it or something. I don't have a dwarf. I guess we. dwarf at 3 p.m. Well, I mean, it's the middle of the night now, so I guess our, our best bet is probably to wait until the market opens, try and, and find, find the painter, uh, and, and then we can actually find out what the painting was. And we can look for a dwarven painter, maybe, or something. I mean, we just gotta find, I mean, we could, I guess, ask the dwarf painters first, if there are any, mm-hmm. if they saw Brick, but somebody has to remember Brick. I mean, he was, like, sopping yeah. wet, He's covering noticeable. ale, and, I mean, he asked for... A painting of himself, so they had to be like looking at him for a period of time. Yeah. So I guess. And we have I'm a painting really, of Brick really tired. to show to the painter now, so that will be helpful. While they're talking, just to satisfy Penny's own curiosity, um, I'm gonna just in front of the door conjure up um, a Muse Minor Illusion, conjure okay. up an image of Brick. Okay. Uh, sure enough, you conjure up an image of Brick. Quite well done, by the way. But the door seems to offer okay. no response. So nothing seems to be working to getting you inside these doors. Looks like you're really tired. You've We're had all it. really tired, uh, I think. I feel fine. Let's take a nap. Let's just take a nap right here. Maybe the doors will change their minds. A nap isn't going to change what's going on here. I'm going to go back to the bar. No one is going to come take this stuff. I'm going to go back to the bar, and then in the morning we can go find that painter. That sounds like our only course of action. Yeah. It's clear. I mean, I literally stole the exact same kind of ingots as Brick had. You, and you tasted the ale, right? It is dwarven. I didn't taste it, but there's dwarven runes on the cask. Okay. So it's got to it's got to be the painting. Yeah. So I just start walking. Okay, back up to the ladder. Climb yeah. back up. Uh, I say, Mark, can you set the alarm again? So that way, if anybody else comes through here, we can just get down here. Mert says, Yes. Wishes? I'll keep an eye out. I kind of want to sleep down here. If you want to sleep down here, you can. I'm going to sleep in a bed. I'm going to just sleep down here. Wishes. When would be is a least awkward time to leave? I, I would do it now. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait about an hour. Because once the performance is over, everyone's backstage changing and getting things ready for the late night performance. And when do they get started tomorrow? Oh, very late. About 2 or 3 p.m. So we could conceivably come back before all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to go out drinking tonight, and then they'll come back and they'll sleep. Okay. So I follow Ganesh. Okay. I hesitate and then follow them. I don't want to sleep here by myself. I just know we have to get, we have to go for the painting. It's true. I'm gonna grab the painting I did of brick, okay. so that we can show it to people. It looks like brick, yeah. I did a good job. It looks reasonably like brick, yeah. Before we go up, I just want to knock on the door. Okay. And just say brick. Nothing. Rainier says, "Well, are we sure that the embezzled gold is here?" Yeah. He says, "I see that I have some things to do in the morning then." He begins climbing up the stairs. What are you doing in the morning? Gaining some additional help. Because it seems as though we need it. Shall we set a time for coming back here then? The market should be open by a certain time. We should be able to find this 
painter between the three of us. Indeed. So, so do you... maybe... Midday, allowing for however long it takes them to paint the painting. Yeah, let's meet at midday right here at the door. Okay, so the three of you climb up the steps, mm-hmm. and uh, you make your way out with Mert. By this point, Rainier has already started walking. And you notice that he is walking in a northwesterly direction with purpose. Did he also agree to be back here at noon? He didn't say anything. Bandy. Yeah. Can you follow him? Is that weird? Since I don't have Pip around anymore and it would take too long to cast as a ritual, I'm going to cast as a first level spell. Find familiar to summon Pip. Okay. And then have Pip follow Rainier. Okay. Pip chirps, chirps, and tweet, tweets, and bounces around on your shoulder and then takes off. You uh, hop on a coach that Mert kindly flags down and uh, says, I will meet you back here with a few Harpers tomorrow at midday. Okay, I make sure once we hit the street again, my face is covered. Like, I'm hooded. Because <laughs> I have technically broken the law and I really don't want to I want to deal with those consequences later because some things never change and not be seen hopefully okay coach gets you back to the tavern you come in to see that it's wrapping up it's about now midnight and uh, it's the late night crowd pretty subdued Jenny's been holding down the fort Jenny and Leaf but you do see a few things fluttering through the tap room. Little mechanical things fluttering <gasps> through the tap room. Aww. One of them looks a lot like a manta ray. Cool. Another one looks a lot like Pip. Aww. Hey, Pip, too. And it's kind of making this little wheezy sound. <laughs> and the manta ray kind of oscillates. Cool. Um, I immediately head up to my room. Okay. I assume the rest of you do? I'm gonna sleep in Brick's room tonight. So, uh, you go to sleep in Brick's room. Penny and Ganesh assume you sleep in your own rooms? Yep. All right. I'm checking on Nim real quick, too. Just oh, that's right. You were checking on Nim. You see, Nim is down there tinkering away on something. Doesn't even seem to look up when you is walk in. Is he in his room? Uh-huh. Hey, Nim. I like your little thingies. He kind of stops, and he kind of looks at you abruptly, and he nods a couple times, and he goes back to doing what he's doing. Cool. And you go to sleep in Brick's room. The three of you now have a long rest. Yeah. Uh, the three of you wake up in the morning, and you feel uh, rested from your long rest. Mm-hmm. It was a long day yesterday, but even though you feel rested, the memory of everything that has that transpired has kind of come back to you and you rise with some sense of urgency, helped along by a loud pounding at the front door of the tavern. I gotta go out the back. I don't have time for this. I guess I'll run downstairs. I'm the face, so I'm happy to open the door. You open the door, and as soon as you open the door, five City Watch individuals come marching in, and you see the captain of the City Watch direct from the palace. Good morning, officers. How can I help you today? Bangers? 
Captain a little looks, coffee? Looks down at you and says, We're looking for Ganesh. Where is he? Uh, I have not seen them recently. Well, I mean, I saw them last night. And then um, we had a really rough night to be... I'm sure you'll hear all about it. Um, blast wind has been involved. The fireballs that went off yesterday. I'm sure this is all very interesting. Are they here or not? Not at the moment that I know of, no. Then you wouldn't mind if we look. And he nods. He's a sergeant. You see them begin to... One marches into the back of the kitchen. Another one begins... So couple march upstairs. I am going to use... And I can use message if it's somebody that I'm very familiar with. So it doesn't have to be within sight. You point your finger toward a creature within range and whisper a message. The target, and only the target, hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. You can cast this spell through solid objects if you are familiar with the target and know it is beyond the barrier. So I point... But it can't be no more than one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood. So that... I'm going to point subtly to Ganesh's room Mm -hmm. and message out the window now. Um, I whisper back, painting. And I misty step myself across the street on top of a rooftop. Okay. Um, And I've kind of like gathered my things and I've like crouched. Okay. And then I'm gonna start going over the rooftops towards the (laughs) towards the um, market. Okay. You hear the guards walking all over the place. So There's I'm, a loud I'm, pounding noise at your door pounding. <laughs> Wake up grumpily. Excuse me. You open the door to see two very large city watch people. Um, what's your problem? We are looking for Ganesh. Well, I'm clearly not Ganesh, am I? You keep it down. You see one of them kind of looks into your room. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'm going to be sort of puttering around and following them, trying to annoy them out of the house, saying, yeah, last night our friend Brick, which I, I should really make a report about this. Um, he's missing. We're worried. We're worried sick. We think we know where he is. And I show them my painting. Pretty good, huh? And I start describing him, and I'm just being really irritated. The watch <laughs> finally make their way back downstairs, and they look at the captain. They say, he's not here, captain. Captain turns and looks at you and says, If he shows up, notify me immediately. If you don't, and it comes to light later that you have hidden him in some way, you can be arrested for impeding the justice of the crown. Okay, how do I get a hold of you? Do you have a private line? (laughs) He turns and he walks out the door along with the city watchman. Excuse me? (laughs) Captain? And I, once he's gone, I run up to Pandy's room and, Pandy, Pandy, we got to get out of here. Yeah, agreed. Also, we're definitely both going to jail. Hopefully we can go together. It's not that bad. Mm, I'm not going to take your word for that, but what can I get to? They just said the painting. So I assume they're going to look for the painting like we had planned. Let's get going. All right, oh. so you, the two of you are going to make your way to the market as well? Yes. I'm also... Um... Oh, uh, Pip returned Yeah. in the middle of the night to report that Rainier had gone to the palace. Narc! <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. There's a lot of things Rainier could be doing at the palace. Ooh, well, I'm going to just... 
You've already assaulted one lord. What's another? <laughs> Is verbal assault oh. considered an assault? Well, charming his gardener was, so... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I let Eddie know that, and um, I, as we walk, I'm going to use a ritual to re-summon Pip. Okay. Um, are you going to walk all the way to the market, or is this kind of a matter of This speed? is, we have to get there. Yeah. Gonna hire a coach? Let's hire a coach. All right. Ten coppers. Okay. Cool. I'll pay it. All right. Thanks, sugar mama. <laughs> you get to the market, and by the time you arrive at the market, all the stalls are kind of set up, and people are starting to arrive. So you've gotten here before the rush. So I want to make sure that I'm as far away from that guy's shop as possible. Okay. Like, whatever side of the market that is, that's where I start. Okay. Thankfully, most of the painters and that, all that sort of stuff is on the opposite side of the market. That's great. I love that. I'm still kind of, like, hooded. Okay. I'm trying to, like, make it seem it's like it's more of a, like, a half-orc thing than a I'm hiding from the cops thing. Okay. But I am trying to be somewhat discreet. Okay. As I approach painters and I'm, all like... Right giving descriptions. So I'm going to look for dwarven painters or people with dwarven vibes, but I'm just going to sort of go through the rows and hold out this picture of that I've painted of brick and say, have you painted this man? Pandy, what are you doing? I'm going to have um, Pip just kind of flying above us, looking out for watch, the watch seeing if there's any roaming patrols um, and probably just kind of paying most attention to that. So I'm going to probably just be following behind Eddie as she does her thing. Why don't you all give me an investigation check and we'll see what you all are able to find. 22. I'm not good. I can't beat that. <laughs> 19. Oh, wow. 15. So, Ganesh, you ask a bunch of different painters, you don't find anything. Eddie, walking up to painter after painter, craftsperson after craftsperson, kind of showing them this sort of rough drawing that you, this sort of rough, sort of wind water painting that you did. Again, no joy. No one has any idea. Pandy, you don't find anyone who has painted brick, but you do come across someone saying something about one of their friends making it rich last night. You overhear someone talking to someone else in one of the stalls. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, he painted this picture and this guy paid him like 10 platinum for it. He's a, he is on a boat. He said he is headed south to the tropics. He's, he's like gone. Can you believe that? Someone paid 10 oh, platinum. Pardon me, um, sorry to interrupt, but did you say someone paid 10 platinum for a painting? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. What was it of, do you know? I mean, what would someone pay that much for? I think it was supposed to be a self-portrait. And where's the painter now? Oh, well, last I heard, he had hopped a boat this morning. He was headed south. He said he was going to retire to the tropics. I can't blame him. I mean, ten platinum pieces. Can you imagine? I can't even think about what I would get. Is there anyone around here who's maybe closer to the painter? that you know of, any friends they might have. Kind of looks around and he looks at his friend and he says, Joe, does, did Periwinkle have anybody here? Never mentioned anybody that I remember. Did you see the painting? No, no, I just heard about it. 
Couldn't believe it myself. I mean, I can, you know, see some, you do a particularly good job, you might get a gold piece, but 10 platinum, unbelievable. Must have been one of them, oh, I know what it is. And he looked at his friend and says, I'll, and then he looks at you and says, I bet it was one of them secret lords of, the, of Waterdeep. One of the masked ones. They'd have that kind of money. Thank you. So when I don't find anybody, I make my way to the door. Back to the theater, the theater yeah, yeah. door, okay? Yeah, because I'm really nervous about being out in public. Okay. Eddie? I'm frustrated. Have I found any dwarven painters? No, there's no dwarven painters. You have encountered quite a few half-elves, some humans. Someone says that uh, there used to be a gnome who did some painting. You do see a couple halflings who are very concerned for your friend. You know, I mean, as halflings are, you know, mm-hmm. you two commiserate a little bit. One of them offers to paint a picture for you. Yeah, that would be great. Could you paint a picture for me? Based on this? Yeah. Okay, not a problem. Are we talking... How much time do you want me to spend on it? Just a short little amount of time. Okay. And he kind of holds it up, pulls out a canvas. Such a terrible thing about your friend. You kind of starts slapping paint on there and kind of... I really need a dwarf to paint it, I think. Uh, I'm going to go to find Eddie. Well, since Eddie has been waiting for the past hour for the painting to finish, you finally see Eddie at this painter's stall made up of halflings. And they are all drinking tea and eating what looks to be second breakfast. And one of them is painting a picture of brick. What'd you find, Pandy? Absolutely nothing except that someone spent 10 platinum on a picture yesterday. Hmm. Obviously brick. I mean, it... Certainly reeks of brick. Although I've been thinking, I don't think it being a picture of brick adds up. Dwarven ale, dwarven runes on the doors, it has to do, uh, the painting has to have to have something to do with dwarves. Hell, even these ingots, I mean, something that dwarves commonly work with. I thought about that, which is why I was thinking that maybe a dwarf painted it, but there are no dwarf painters here. So, what of that? Do you think maybe there are Dwarven runes on the painting, or I'm Perhaps. having my friend paint me a picture right now. But one of one of the halflings waves and motions to help yourself to some sausages. Oh, thank you, thank you. Maybe there just has to be something dwarven about the painting. But what would that be like? I don't say a dwarf, but I want to. <laughs> but okay, so let's think about this. There's a feather in his cap. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, thing. Pip comes flirting back. Yeah? Tripping a warning. Trip, 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 trip. Okay. About what? The, the watch. The watch is near. Okay. That's fine. We're not doing anything wrong. And do I, um... Is... You can look through Pip's eyes if you want. Yeah, I'll send Pip up and I'll kind of go into, you know, eyes rolled back in skull mode. And, and I'll, hold, I'll hold... Candy's forearm. Yeah, okay. so I don't topple over. You see, as Pip s- spirals up higher so you can see, you see a detachment of palace guards come marching down out of the palace and they're headed directly towards the pink flump. And you see someone walking along with them, looking stern but radiant. <gasps> um, whoa, 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 okay. You also see Rainier walking next to her. We don't have much time. I was going to go to her earlier. 
What's going on? But I was rash. <laughs> um, there is a huge contingent of guards coming from the palace uh, um, with Rainier and Lady Silver, and we have to get in there before we have to we have to find Ganesh and get them in there so we can take care of this before they get there. Okay, so Ganesh broke the law. We got to get Ganesh out of there, but then we can just act like we don't know. Uh, but Rainier knows that we know. Okay, let's go. Let's go. We let's find. Let's find Ganesh. Let's find Ganesh. Where's yeah. Ganesh? Well, so I start. How close is the painting to being done? It's almost done. It's a rough job because you know he was rushed, but it clearly depicts Brick wearing a big floppy hat, like a big oversized beret with a feather. <laughs> to the painter, I say, excuse me. Do you speak Dwarvish? No. No, never found a need. Want another sausage? Full up, thank you. How much for the painting? No, no, it's a gift. So much, I feel so sorry for your friend. And turns and looks at, at, at Eddie. And here, take a few sausages for the road. Oh, thank you. Thank you Rolls so much. Rolls up some much. sausages in a piece of parchment paper. We really do have to run. I'll give Lady Silverhand some sausages. That'll make her a little more apt to, you know, cooperate. Let's go. I never saw such a good plan. Okay, so let's, I grab the painting and run to the pink floomph. Okay, are you headed to the front door or are you headed to the back? The back, because that's the only way in, because wishes will let us in, right? Okay, you make your way back there, and you see kind of in the alleyway, kind of half in shadow, wearing a cloak, see Ganesh waiting by the door. (gasps) Perfect. Ganesh, the watch, and Lady Silverhand and Rainier are on their way to the pink floomph. You need to get out of here. Why? That's just who we're handing the gold over to. This is great news. This is the best news we've heard in a while. Rainier did the thing that I should have done in the first place. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did all this. I get it. I got us in so much trouble. Don't beat yourself up, love. Did you find the painter? I couldn't. I, I we searched. We couldn't find it. No. But I got this one and some sausages for Lady Silverhand. We suspect that Brick may have overpaid the painter and they have retired. On a boat, to the down south. Unconveniently leaving behind no ties. Sounds about like how everything else has gone thus far, so... It's really uh, kind of puzzling, isn't it? I feel like we're just... uh, Well, if anybody can get through this door, it's Lady Silverhand, so... Wait, aren't we... Why don't we just call Wishes? Oh, the big door. (laughs) Yeah, the big door. Okay. Well, let's try this painting first. As soon as this conversation ends, you see uh, Merc come walking down the alleyway. And he has with him a few individuals who are heavily cloaked. You can't even make out their faces. <sighs> well, any luck? No. The painter fled because Brick overpaid. Overpaid? For in his life. So what we gleaned at the market, there was a painter who last night did a painting and was paid 10 platinum for it. And we assumed that was brick and Uh, now the painter has left. Well, very well. Can't be helped now. Let us get in here. He knocks on the door three times and you hear a chain unslink itself from the other side and the door swings open. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. 
Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. I cast mage armor. (laughs) (laughs) No, great idea. (laughs) All of you make your way inside and uh, you make your way over to that room Mm -hmm. and Wishes is there. All right, I have distracted her. Coast is clear. You should have enough time to get down there. Distracted who? Why, the owner, of course. Oh, yeah, okay. Thanks. So you make your way in there, you pull back the carpet again, open up the trap door, and you climb down in there. And there, at the end of this arched hallway, you see the doors. While that's occurring, Lady Silverhand, Rainier, and the rest of her entourage arrive out in front of the theater. She orders one of her guards to open up the door. One of the guards takes a sword and just pries it open. She and her entire entourage march into the theater. At this moment, the owner, you remember her, comes running. What on earth? Oh! Lady Silverhand. Bows real low and she says, I hear that you are hiding what is mine. Now take me to it or you will be arrested. I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about, lady. Guards, arrest her. The rest of you search this place. Rainier says, that won't be necessary. I know where it is. Thank you. She is still under arrest. <gasps> Walks away. Rainier leads her down the steps until into the back. They come into the office. And they begin to make their way. As you guys are walking up to the door, you turn around and you see palace guards climbing down the steps. I immediately kneel. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. If anybody's going to get through this door, it's Lady Silverhand. The best we can do is placate and plead our case. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I guess I'll kneel too. And uh, I'm ho- I'll am i hold out the sausages. <laughs> <laughs> As an offering? Yeah. I'm, I'm holding them up above my head with my head bowed, knelt on the ground. Okay. Pandy, what are you up to? Sure enough, you see after the pal- several palace guards, you see Rainier climbing down. And then you see this sequined, almost liquid silver gown fall before you see silver slippered feet on the ladder. I wave. Hello. Okay. Welcome to the party. The guards immediately take up positions around the three of you. Oh. And Mert and the two other people who are being very mysterious with their appearance. And Lady Silverhand reaches the bottom of the ladder and turns and looks. And this is really the first time the three of you have been anywhere near as close to her. And you notice that she has this sort of piercing gaze that immediately makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. Oh, I'm already there. She didn't need the piercing gaze for that, man. Ganesh is probably crying, uh-huh. honestly. And she just kind of looks across the room at each of you momentarily, and she stops on you and kind of turns her head a little bit. Your grace. <laughs> Curtsy. <laughs> Sorry, forgot my manners. And she says, well, what is the meaning of this? Rainier informs me that there is money that belongs to me and the city here. Milady. More importantly, our friend Brick is in there. And he's, we don't know, he's not doing very well. We need to get him out. But if we get him out, then also we'll have your money, too. Also, I got you these sausages. (laughs) She just kind of looks at you and she says, You were tried for charming someone against the law. Is that not correct? 
It's true. Do you think I'm charming? Turns and looks at you, Pandy. Ah, I see we have someone from the Magical Guild of Protection. And what is your conclusions? My conclusion is that the money, the treasure that belongs to you does indeed lie beyond these doors. However, they're magically warded and we've not been able to find our way past them so that we can secure Her Grace's funds for her. Hmm. Turns and looks at you, Ganesh, and she says, Bind them. <laughs> sure enough, a couple guards come forward and they place you in irons. I intended to return them. She walks up to the wall, stands there and looks at all of it, looks at the writing on the wall. And what is this accumulation of stuff? Those are the keys that we got to try and open it. Those are the ingots that Gunesh borrowed. I think the choice you're making is questionable, milady. Those are the ingots. Silence. Turns to you, Pandy, and says, Well, guild member? We believe these are the keys needed to open these magical doors. Um, The only reason that... um, good person, Ganesh, borrowed these ingots is that we believe they're one of the keys needed to open the doors. The only thing that we're not exactly certain of is the painting. She looks down at these and she says, we will deal with your friend later. Turns to Rainier and says, if indeed this is true, you'll have gone a long way to cleaning the tarnish of the name Never Ember in the city of Waterdeep. We did all the work. She looks at all three of these and she says, Hmm. She looks at the ingots. She walks up to the keg of ale. She looks at one of her, one of the guards. She says, open it. He comes over and he pops the bunghole open. She dips a finger in. That is piss water. Hardly dwarven ale. Get it out of here. She looks at the door. She reads it again. She says something in Draconic. Who knows Draconic? I do. She is casting some sort of spell. You're not sure what it is. Okay and closes her eyes for a moment. You see her nodding, and she's then moving her mouth as though she's speaking and nodding speaking. Finally, she opens her eyes, and she says, well, it seems that is resolved. And you see the doors begin to open. What? I told you if anyone could get past this door, it would be Lady Silverhand. And standing behind the doors, you see this incredibly ancient dwarf. He's standing there, with a staff carved and painted to resemble a pair of entwined dragons, one red and one gold. He's hunched over, so he's even shorter than a dwarf would normally be. He looks very aged and very wrinkled, but his eyes, you notice, are piercingly bright. He says, Lady Silverhand, well, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, and you must be the son of Degold. And Rainier kind of nods his head, says, I am indeed. My lady, you have informed me of something most heinous. When I made the original bargain with Neverember, I was not aware that this gold had been stolen. I shall release this gold from my custody as long as I may keep the gemstones and the staff. Lady Silverhand looks him up and down and says, Keep what you like. As long as you return the gold, I have no further use for anything. The dwarf kind of nods and turns his hand like this, and you see a whole crumbled sort of foyer of stone, crumbled bridges. 
But at the very back, you see a wall evaporate. And you see this massive pile of gold. And he says, it is yours for the taking. And she says, thank you, my lord Aranax. I trust your stay down here has not been unpleasant. He says, on the contrary, I did rather enjoy it. And he walks right by the three of you. As he's walking by, I'm going to say, Sir Arnox, did you see our friend Brick in, in there by chance, please? About Yato. I show the painting up. He turns and looks at you, and Lady Silverhand whips around and looks at you and says, You will address him as my lord, or I will have you in chains immediately. I'm sorry, I didn't know. My lord. Have you seen our friend that looks like this, my lord, please? He turns around and he looks at you, and his eyes sparkle a little bit. And you see this sort of, for the first time, notice this sort of pearlescent mist kind of glowing around him. And he looks at Lady Silverhand, almost bemused that she's standing on ceremony, you know, and courtesy, all that sort of thing. And he kind of looks at you and he says, Ah, the thief. Yes, I did, in fact, see him. Is he okay? Oh, he's been more than dealt with. And he turns and starts walking towards the stairs. What is that? My lord, what does that mean? Is he... Where is he? Oh, I am sure by now that he has been quite well received. And with that, he disappears. All right, so are the rest of the soldiers basically... Everyone's kind of marching in to take this gold. So, yeah, you guys are welcome to make your way into the vault. Torches are being lit. I want to search around the vault for Brick. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm really confused. I'm really confused. So I guess I'll go look for Brick, too. Okay, everybody give me an investigation check. Where is Ganesh? They are in chains standing outside of the vault. <laughs> okay. Did you say investigation? Yes. That's a two. 25. Eddie, you don't see anything. I actually don't even see one thing, maybe. Yeah, you just... You just <laughs> It looks old dwarven architecture. Doesn't look like anything to me. You, however, Pandy, notice a few footprints leading off in a random direction. Follow. You come across a fresco that is crumbling. You see the footprints stop at the fresco and then turn and go up the stairs. Okay, follow. You make your way up the stairs and you see, as you come around a corner, this black pudding sitting around and you see the footprints walking directly towards where the black pudding is. And it's just kind of all congealed itself. And it kind of notices you a little bit. You see it kind of begin to roll in your direction. Um, I, I shout out, um, Eddie, I think I know which way Brick went. Um, a little help? And is it, does it, is it kind of rolling towards me purposefully? Yes, it has noticed you. So I guess I'll run up there. Okay. You see this black, you see, you point out the footprints? Yeah. Yeah, you point, see the footprints, and you see the footprints end at this black pudding. In my head, I just slowly say, making its way towards you. Well received. Oh, man. Is this black pudding big enough to have Brick's body in it? it yes, very well could have, yes. Depending on how long ago, it could have all been dissolved by now. Do I know that this could be something that would have eaten Brick, or...? Um, give me a nature check. Fifteen. You have heard of this, and yes, it's highly corrosive. can eat through just about anything, or anyone. 
I sort of look at Pandy, look at the pudding, drop my head down, and walk out to be by Ganesh. Okay. You turn, walk, maybe tears streaming down your face. Yeah. Pandy? Where are you going? He came this way. Well received. I'll follow Eddie. Okay. You make your way out as guards continue to pull treasure out. Ganesh, uh, they are standing out there, bound. And you see that Lady Silverhand is having a conversation. I'm going to deliver you to the captain. And it will be up to the captain to decide what to do with you. However, given the part that you have played in helping the city to recover this lost, I shall put in a personal commendation on your behalf. Well, I, I appreciate that. It doesn't change what I did. And honestly, Rainier did the right thing in this case in getting you, because I knew, even before Rainier did it, that if anyone would get through this door, it would be you. But I wasn't thinking straight. I was just, I was so worried about Brick. It is true you have made some very poor decisions, but that is for the captain to decide the consequences thereof. For my part, I consider what you have done a service to the city. Well, I appreciate that. Just next time, officer, do so without breaking the law. She turns and walks and then floats up the stairs as the guards begin bucket brigading. Gold out. Gold out. Uh, You see your friends walking towards you. You see tears streaming down Eddie's face. Well, it looks like you found him. Well, we're not sure that... Old Dwarf said well, he was well received, and we found his footprints leading up to some highly corrosive black pudding. We can keep looking. Maybe we should keep looking. He probably didn't even know what it was. It probably just snuck up on him. He was already exhausted, drunk, half dead from the fireball explosion. I mean, it was, it, it, it was probably pretty That's something. The next day, you will wake up at the tavern to someone knocking on the door. I sad (laughs) plomp down the stairs. You come to the door and you see standing there by himself, captain of the guards. Captain of the city watch. Looks like we're making this a regular uh, morning meeting, huh, captain? Yes, could you inform Ganesh that I'm here? I must speak with them. Oh, I thought they took you. I thought they took you too. Okay, so I go upstairs and grab you, to, and you are probably already awake. So. Yeah, I'm there. You come downstairs to see the captain mm-hmm. there. I have my badge in my hand. Okay. He looks at you, Eddie, and he says, if you'd excuse us. I go up upstairs to Brick's room to have a nice cry. Okay. He sits down at the table, and he lets out this big sigh. I kind of <sighs> slap down the badge between us. You know, there are a good number of individuals who were against you posting to the watch. I know it. Large number of individuals feel that half-orcs can't be trusted. I am well aware of that, sir. However, I have always believed that you should judge a person on individual merit, not on the nature of their race. That's why I've always enjoyed working under you, sir. You really screwed the pooch a couple nights ago. I am well aware of that, sir. On the one hand, I could throw you in jail. Easily, sir. On the other, 
No less than Lady Silverhand herself offered a commendation to you for services to the city. I'm glad she kept her word on that, sir. That means a lot to me. You can see the pickle I'm in. It is quite a pickle, sir. We need good members of the Watch to ensure that this city stays safe. But we also need members of the Watch that the citizens of this city can trust. It's true, sir. And honestly, as much as I've loved my time with the Watch, I don't know that the Watch is the right fit for me anymore. Well, then that makes this a bit easier for me. After a lot of deliberation last night, I decided that instead of throwing you in chains, trying you for theft, grand theft at that... They did get those ingots back to him, though, right? Yes. And instead, I'm going to just take your badge. I offer it freely. Ganesh, you have done an outstanding job. I want you to know that you can always count on some friends in the watch should you need it. I appreciate that, sir. Take care of yourself. You as well, sir. He stands up. He picks up the badge. He turns and he walks out the door. Well, I guess I'm just Ganesh the green bartender now. Leaf comes through the place, kind of gathers the rest of you, Eddie and Pandy, up, gather you around the table for food. And uh, Jenny is there, and there's a knock at the door while you're breaking bread, eating your sausages, kind of nibbling maybe at them, maybe nibbling at the bread, maybe sipping at the small beer. I imagine we're all pretty dour. It's a pretty... We're not... Like, having a nice breakfast. We're just probably all staring at our food glumly. It's a pretty morbid scene, but Leaf is making the best of it, attempting to, in some way, at least get you all together in the room. And to get you all eating, Jenny makes her way over to the door. A scroll is handed to her, and it has Lady Silverhand's seal on it. Her eyes light up real bright, and she runs over to the table, and she says, This just came! I take it. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it. So I open it. You open it. She gave you a commendation after all. It should be you to open it up. Mm -hmm. You open it. It's probably just the paperwork for it. And it says that by order of Lady Silverhand, all of your debts have been completely canceled. Oh. Well, it's better than what I thought. Better than the paperwork for my commendation. Yeah. And that from now on, your tavern is to be considered one of the purveyors of good room and board and merriment according to the appointment of the royal house of Waterdeep. So we've got like that gold gold Yelp seal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nintendo seal of quality. Mm-hmm. And you see <laughs> Leaf kind of pick up a bottle of sparkling wine, kind of floats it up into the middle of the air, and he uncorks it and sprays all over you. I close my eyes and stick my tongue out like I'm catching snowflakes. I raise my glass and I say, to brick. To brick. brick. Clink, clink. Brick. Yes. The vault disappears, and there's a moment of blackness, followed quickly by a rush of heat on your face. Ooh. And you feel hot air and a breeze, and slowly you feel yourself kind of pulled at. There's a popping sound. 
and a landscape unfolds out in front of you. You see around you these huge floating volcanoes. The sky is kind of a burnt umber and red and browns and filled with black smoke from the volcanoes. They're almost like a massive earthberg floating mm. through the air. You see that you yourself are kind of standing on a smaller one. And you can see other little bits of earth. And they're kind of floating almost like you're in some sort of an invisible river. But the volcano is so massive that it dominates your entire vision. It just is this constant eruption, mm. spewing lava and flame and dark smoke into the sky. Soot lies everywhere, and you see nobody as far as the eye can see. So looking around, is there anything that Brick says? I'll miss my friends. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.